0: Peace, 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 peace. Power. 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 power, power. You are listening to Popcast with Garima. Hello all you
1: lovely people. Thank you for tuning in to Popcast with Garima, a pop capsule where I curate people from the past who have influenced the pop culture and people from today who will be shaping the current pop culture. You know, as I'm recording this, I'm feeling anxious and excited at the same time. You know, we can feel a lot of things. And I think feelings like I'm trying to share with you right now is very complicated But you know, what's the one question that I hate answering? How are you feeling? You know, you can never really say how you feel because there are hundred thoughts, a thousand emotions and a zillion questions all at once. But I wrap all these emotions with a fake smile and say, I'm fine. Guys, I cannot stress enough how important your mental health is and how important it is to remain healthy, not just physically, but mentally. And especially in the lockdown, everyone's anxiety has skyrocketed. I have friends who are battling with anxiety and depression every single day. I have myself experienced this feeling of indulging in sadness and self-criticism to the point that every day felt like forever. Every second felt like forever and there's no definite reason why. I would always need people around me because if left alone or unsupervised, I would break into tears. I wouldn't cry or howl, just tears rolling down my cheek and panting for a breath. I thought therapy is for losers and that I can solve my own shit. Why? Because people around me said, Aray yaar, it's just a phase. Why waste money and time for no therapy? Just google na, how to cure depression. Tu might PMS PMS, tomorrow it will But you know, it's very important to speak up and hence on today's mental health special episode i have with me simon kambatta an entrepreneur mommy influencer and mental health activist telling you her real story of losing someone to mental illness so let's begin this episode that i've called aradhana to find some peace some care and some wisdom Thank you so much, Simon, for coming in. I'm so excited to have you. And today's episode uh, is on mental health. And uh, you advocate mental health big time. You have a lot at hand. And when there are so many things to do, you tend to lose your focus. And which is why creative people often go into this zone. So tell me about your experiences.
2: Uh, I truly believe that mental health is the most rampant um, disease uh, on earth today. Unfortunately, it goes undiagnosed in, I would like to think, 80% of the cases, if not more. It is mental health that eventually leads to uh, cancer or you know diabetes right or disease. any stress-related disease, whatever it may be, right? So, I think it is absolutely essential for us to understand that mental health is real. Uh, We're human and so we're going to experience at least at one point in our life depressive thoughts, anxious thoughts, you know. Some people experience it on a daily basis. Some people experience it on a circumstantial basis. But I truly believe that the best thing that a person experiencing any sort of anxiety can do is find that one person in their environment. It could be a therapist. It could be a friend, it could be someone random online, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the release. Because if you don't release those emotions out of your system, they kind of start uh, corroding you from the inside. And then that's what leads to several other problems. When, when we were kids and when our parents were like our age, hypothetically, at that point, nobody understood things like depression and anxiety. At that time, it was, oh, ho gaya, he's mental, he's crazy. And it was a, this huge stigma that came along with anything mental health related, which today our generation has lifted. But yes, please, everybody, whoever is struggling from any anxiety, anything that you may be struggling from, you need to find a vent and you need to find a release point. I personally uh, practice Nichiren Daishinan's Buddhism. What that helps me do is it helps me, one, stay empowered, two, stay mindful. uh, Because I feel like mindful is the key word here. If you live life without mindfulness, you will enter the dark side of your thoughts and your being. But if you are mindful about this moment now, etc., I feel like you're able to gain control over your mind a lot faster and a lot better. So, yeah.
1: So going back to what you just said about, you know, having a vent and releasing, you know, your miseries and your thoughts and all of that. But I think that is the second stage. The first stage for anybody is acceptance. And why I'm saying Correct. this absolutely, a lot of people might not know that, you know, they are suffering from an anxiety or depression. They might not be willing to accept the fact that they need to go and seek medical help because, you know, Like you said about the stigma, people still don't think it is fine to go and see a therapist. And Let's just say the other side of India, which is the Bharat, is not still open and have that much exposure to therapists.
2: I agree with you 100% that acceptance is the first stage to recovery. Having said that, um, there are going to be those people who are struggling with accepting the fact that they're dealing with something, right? But at that time, I request that person's family that person's best friends to be able to understand that okay something's going on here right? No one is just a horrible person or an angry person or an overtly emotional person for no reason. There's a reason behind everything. So even if that person is unable at that stage of his or her life to accept that, you know, they're going through a problem, I think it is of utmost importance that their circle, their immediate circle of trust is able to spot it and then find their way into having dialogue and conversation with that person
1: yeah and I really want to it out to people if someone comes out to you and tells you and vents out anything to you be kind to them listen to them yeah. patiently and you know uh, don't think that they are they're, they're different or they are probably just struggling with something that's in their head it's a real thing yeah yeah speaking about your meditation which you just mentioned so what got you into it? Was it out of trying to learn a new form of meditation or have you been practicing or something personal? No, so uh, what I do is not
2: meditation. When you meditate, you go inwards. When you chant, we are kind of having dialogue with the universe with our eyes open. We're not closing. We're not going inward. We're in absolute communication with the universe while we're chanting, right? So uh, when I was 25, I'm 35 now, so 10 years ago, I lost my brother and uh, that shook my world up and kind of you know got me uh, all over the place That's sad. I took about two years to find my own path and, you know, go into like past life regression and all the shabang. I did Theta healing and Reiki and Pranic healing and Art of Living. Name it and I've done it, yeah, because I was on a pursuit to find out what happens when we die. I was desperate to know how to continue this connection with my brother because I totally believe, you know, life is eternal. Souls are eternal and birth and death keeps happening in this journey of life. And so I needed to find my connect with my brother and I did whatever it took to get there. Once I figured that out, it was time to now get back into living life again and continuing my life as a young adult. Now when I look back, it's been 8 years since I started chanting, I was possibly the world's biggest victim. I was obviously unable to handle uh, life and the reality of it. You know, this practice came into my life very mystically. It has absolutely transformed the person I am. I am no longer a victim, I haven't been for years and I've been able to really take life under control to the best of my ability. I'm still human, I still have my days, I still have low moments, I still get angry, I still get upset. But the amount of times that that happens has decreased massively and I'm able to come back into corrective thought a lot faster and so I say, that this practice is highly empowering because to be able to have control of your mind is the most empowering thing in the world because that is the problem for 90% of humanity the fact that we can't control our mind right and that the mind takes over and we know what a devil the mind can be
1: oh yes and especially an empty mind with all the thoughts which will just trigger you Absolutely. all
2: the time and we all have those trigger points right we all have those trigger points they could be the smallest, smallest, silliest thing that could send us down a frenzy of anxiety. But how do you be mindful in that crucial moment is what's important. When things are fine, it's very easy to have faith and be la da and, you know, be happy. But it's when stuff happens to you that isn't very positive, what you do at that moment defines you. And that's what I truly believe. And so to be able to take over that in a more positive manner, you have to find a practice that works for you. Nam Ho renge kyo and chanting of that works for me. Something else could work for you. It doesn't matter what practices, all that matters is that you find some tool to help you stay mindful consistently and daily. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.
1: Well, time now for the podcast playlist, guys. Do come back to listen to Simone and her five Instagram accounts and how she juggles between all of them and her friends' story. Also, don't forget to tune in to the part two of this episode where Camilla will be giving a live healing session for all of you. The whole idea is to just destigmatize therapy. And number one song on today's playlist is a song that I cannot get out of my head. It's called Fire For You by Cannons. I discovered this song while watching uh, Never Have I Ever the chick flick teen drama. Now it's sort of love and loss and everything far and between but the song's really amazing Uh, very electropop.
0: So yeah, check it out. I was on fire for you Where did you go? I could have died for you How could you not know? I was alive with you you brought in the home Was I being bad to? Wish I never met you
1: song number two is called the finishing by stavros it's a very deep house number super exotic with subtle jazz undertones really worth your while the track is my personal favorite it's smoother than water on toast your freshly shaved legs and uh, smoother than your smoothie so yeah check it out to stop playing this one, but here's song number three. Mood ko continue karte but thoda Hindi me. So playing again one of my favorites. Uh, great inspiring lyrics. Also it's my current favorite stoner song. Uh, I forgot to tell you the name. It's called "Sabse Piche by Silk Root. Pure 90s delight. It is the time of melodies and meaningful lyrics. Um, it was
0: Lucky Ali, Palash Sen, Mohit Jahan. And if you're a 90s kid, you definitely enjoyed this one. Sara nazar utha ke dekho Beate hai hum yahi Be khabar mujh ho Itne bure bhi hum nahi Sara nazar utha ke dekho बढ़े हैं हम यहीं ये मुझसे क्यों हो कितने बुरे भी हम नहीं मेरी आंखों का जादू पूरी दुनिया बहै दुनिया की इस भीड़ में सबसे हम खड़े Welcome back,
1: time for song number 4 on the podcast Playlist. The song's called Habits by Tavlo, uh, a Swedish singer. The song is pop and electro-pop, uh, very minimal and upbeat electronic beats. The song was more of a sleeping hit, which means that uh, it took a lot of time to actually get the success. You have to see the video, I think it's very, very relatable.
0: I ate my dinner in my bathtub sex clubs watching freaky people getting it on it doesn't make
1: song on the podcast playlist so i'm just like kind of setting the mood this one's by anushka shankar the song's called lasya anushka is like truly gifted man her father ravi shankar is obviously again phenomenally great this song will literally make your soul dance and plus one if you are a sitar fan
2: Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.
1: In our conversation, Simone, you mentioned that you lost your best friend to mental health issues. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm sure that's something very up close, personal to you, but tell us. Yeah, it actually is very up close. I want everyone who's listening to gather a lot of strength from you and hopefully no one ever experiences that, but like, share your story.
2: My best friend uh, Johan he actually uh, was suffering from huge mental health issues but I was too young to understand what mental health issues were and um, you know he'd gone through a lot of really not positive stuff in his life he'd gone through he'd gone through hell let's put it like that every two years something really 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 bad was happening in his life like His dad passed away and he got into a car accident someone passed away in the car and it was a lot of stuff for any one human to handle right and every time he used to talk to me, I mean then he was fine and he was living this perfectly normal life so to the exterior he was this amazingly good looking boy you know completely like six pack, ripped, driving an Audi like to the outside world he looked like he was living the perfect life and he was the perfect guy right but what was happening within was something a lot deeper and darker and he did reach out to me many many times and I did try and talk to him but I, I feel like I spoke to him at the at the surface level I don't think I went too deep into it now when I look back but I guess when you look back in situations like this you always feel like you could have done something more yeah uh, maybe in that moment I was doing all I could I don't know anyway uh, he wanted to talk and you know sometimes what happens is we as the other side we lose patience because it's like every day I can't talk to you about this it's like you know I feel like you're sucking my soul by the end of it right because I don't have that much energy to give you and we feel drained so we're like okay okay Basna, I've spoken to him enough I can't speak again today I can't go through this whole thing again you know because it becomes a very uh, it becomes a negative load of energy on the person talking as well
1: yeah the this is where I
2: believe Yeah, on the receiving end. So, I really believe that, uh, you know, we have to learn more patience and tolerance and understand that uh, someone can really be struggling. And if you are unable to be the receiving end at all times and find a way to get that person to communicate with other people, but don't give up on that person. Anyway, uh, then he was in America and I was in Canada and uh, he called me to talk to me and uh, I picked up the phone and I told him that, you know, I'm sitting with some friends and I would call him later and I didn't call him because by then it got too late in the night and I didn't call him and I figured okay, I'll call him the next morning but the next morning I woke up with news um, that he had shot himself and the guilt that I experienced for that whole year was like terrible because I was like what if I had spoken to him what if I had spoken to him, would there have been that 1% chance that he wouldn't have made this move you know could I have been the person who talked him out of it but I never got that opportunity and I um, I will always regret that. No matter what anyone says, I will always regret
1: that. This is heart wrenching. You know, by talking to you, I want to know who Johan was. I want to look at him. I want to probably just, you know, have a total download of who Johan is. This is really heart wrenching. He was
2: one of the nicest people ever. Like, I mean, he did more for me than my family would. He was exceptional.
1: The only lesson I'm sure that all of the people who are listening to this is to be more compassionate. To be kinder to people who come to you. And for example, if Johan came to you, you were his special someone for some reason. The, the fact that he chose you. So if your friends choose you to tell you something you're special to them and be consistent. Please,
2: please never make the mistake I made. Please <laughs> just answer that call, you know. Uh,
1: and be available for your friends, guys. Please. Yes. Yes okay so simon five instagram accounts two kids your own label to handle what's your mental health like right now
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny and
1: that the lockdown funny. to top it up
2: yeah I'm good, I'm good. I'm grateful to the universe that I have such a strong connect with the universe that every time I feel anxious or I feel depressed for any reason, my first go-to place is the universe and the angels and the angelic realm. Like, they are my go-to person. And I go to them before I go to my friends because I have developed a really strong connection with them. It may sound absolutely crazy to a lot of people. Oh, not at all. you know, we all come from one source. We're all energy, and if you really try and and develop that bond with the universe, because the universe is as much mine as it is yours, and it does not love me more than it loves you. All it needs is for you to form that connection with it. Talk to the source, and the force will be with you. Definitely. That's wow, what a cool line! I just yeah, a really
1: cool line. that's so inspiring. <laughs> this is not TEDx, but thanks for your uh, awesome, <laughs> inspiring lines on podcast. <laughs> 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 okay, Simon, I want to know from you, uh, in the age of social media and you know, how all of us are, we have this immense exposure, which is good and bad, both obviously. For me, personally, uh, there's a lot of indulgence. You know, there are days when I don't want to get up from the bed and I don't want to come back from that zone. It's like, you know, I am consciously looping myself in that zone. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. happens with a lot of, uh, you know, youngsters, teenagers who consciously don't want to get out of one zone. For example, if it's a breakup zone, they will keep listening to sad songs, they will keep yeah. listening to, uh, you know, they'll watch heartbreaking movies and read love story novels and they don't want to come out of the zone. So my question to you is, are there ways that you know one can refrain themselves from going into this indulgence and not cause self-harm to themselves?
2: So I feel like again, it comes back to mindfulness. And it all comes down to determination, the will to want to do something, right? And nobody can force you to do that because if someone forces you, again, human tendency is to kind of do the opposite of what the person is saying in that case, right? So this is not something that comes from people telling you to do it. This is something that comes from within. And it all stems down to mindfulness. Every single thing just stems down to mindfulness. That's it.
1: Mindfulness and uh, yes, from a personal experience, the willpower to literally get up from your bed and you know, put in that much effort that you really want to do something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Determination. Of course.
1: So, uh, you know, when I started Popcast, uh, which is fairly nascent and it's fairly new, but gladly we're getting great response from people across. And there are days, you know, when I get up to good messages where, 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 you know, people are saying that, oh, we love your content and it's so cool and it's so pop. But obviously there are days when you as a creator make something and publish it out there, but there are not enough responses and which, in a way, it also sort of takes a toll on your mental health. Maybe oh, it takes you. a huge
2: toll on your <laughs> mental health likes and comments take a toll on your mental health and anyone who says oh it doesn't bother me is lying okay yeah. it takes a toll because if you are an account like yours which is a podcast it's it's for people if my Instagram accounts which are influencer accounts are to influence people and if I see a low thing of course it does but what does that mean? does that mean that we start uh, thinking that we're worthless and thinking that we're useless no we're not No matter who you are, you can be the biggest superstar in the world and every single post of yours is not going to do good. Right? There's so many things that determine it. There's the algorithms. There's the mindset of the people viewing it at that moment. There's the time you're posting it on Instagram. There's so much stuff that goes in. So you can't. You have to be stronger than that. And you have to understand that that is like, like you and me are both talking about it. We know that it can trigger sadness or it can trigger anxiety. And so, you take it with a pinch of salt and kill it with your next post. Like go all out. Kill it, right? that's
1: what. Kill it yeah. with the right attitude and keep making more stuff. Maybe there will be that one thing that just hits right and is your bull's
2: Absolutely, never give up. It's okay to fall, but just don't give up.
1: I, I, I know it's easy to say, but for all the people struggling, please go find help. Um, talk to your friends, family, like Simon said, confide in somebody. And yes, please, please have the courage, wisdom. Yeah, I'm so inspired and moved by you. <laughs> thank you. It was so awesome to talk to you, Simone.
2: Um, thank you for getting me on to chat. Um, it's, it's always good to re-release stuff. So yeah, thank you.
1: Well, that's all for this episode. I hope you guys have gathered some strength from Simone. Time now for me to play the 90s song for you to guess, which is 90s pop. So here's the 90s song. Also, don't forget to check out the part 2 for your healing. Bye.